Warriors, Warriors, come out to play. Show me you want to be here. Show me you want to win. Show me you want to, you have that killer instinct. I do look at myself as being one of the most dominant fighters in MMA history. He didn't know it was going to be a buffet, though. He thought it was going to be a three-piece. Now you're getting the whole MGM Grand Buffet to the face, man. Welcome to the RJ Ringside Podcast. This is Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with Adam Hill, and we're going to be talking everything UFC 250. The event just wrapped up here at the Apex. I want to remind everybody to check out our sponsor, betonline.ag. Dana White just spoke, and we had heard just before he spoke that Conor McGregor had announced his retirement, this coming right after Amanda Nunes defeated Felicia Spencer and retained the featherweight belt. What did you make about Conor's announcement, Adam? And... Dana's response. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the same thing about Connor's announcement that I always think about Connor's announcements. They're not true. Um, listen, Connor loves to do these things. He does it right after a fight tonight, uh, as he, you know, takes the spotlight away, I guess, from UFC 250. Connor's sitting back home in Ireland. Nobody's really talking about him, so make this announcement. Uh, I think he wants to have a fight. That's one of the things Dana White said. He said, "I've been talking to him about a fight." There's really nowhere to do the fight right now. You can't have fans. Uh, he doesn't really do it on a fight island with no fans there and nobody in attendance where you can make a big gate off of it. Uh, you got like Jorge Masvidal not wanting to fight. That's one potential opponent. Nate Diaz doesn't want to fight right now. That's another potential opponent. Uh, Nurmagomedov can't fight right now. So that's another potential opponent. So there's really nobody uh, lined up that Connor could fight. Uh, there's not anything they can really do right now. So I think Conor McGregor, looking at this, knowing that like, there's no logical person for him to take on, decides to kind of jump back into the spotlight and say, hey, listen, I'm retired. I don't think anybody buys it. A lot of guys are doing it right now. A lot of guys are talking about money right now. And it was pretty clear that Dana White's kind of frustrated about all the talk right now about not getting paid enough, not making enough money. He's trying to make fight cards next week. He's trying to make fight cards week by week. Guys are starting to speak out. This is getting to be a very contentious relationship between Dana White and some of his top fighters. I think this is going to be a lot more to this uh, before we get any solution. But Conor McGregor, just another guy saying he's not going to fight right now. Well, especially without gates, that's a big deal for a lot of the fighters because, I mean, I think that when the UC is looking at how the money comes in, the gates are going to be a big pushing factor for how much they can get paid once there are fans back. So, I mean, what did you think about Dana White and what he had to say about the fact that they need gates to have uh, the ability to pay these fighters the kind of money that they're asking for, in other words. Yeah, that's going to be the big back and forth between them because what the fighters are saying is, hey, listen, um, we don't make money from the gate anyway, so why does it matter if there's a gate or not? Why does it matter how much we get paid? And I think the UFC's response would be, well, you guys get paid off of what the TV revenue does, which really is not entirely accurate either, uh, but their argument would be, you get paid money off the TV, uh, we make our money off the gate, so if we're going to put you know these massive fights forward, we're going to make less money, and you're going to make more, we're going to make less, and that doesn't really work for us. That'd be the UFC argument. I don't really agree with that. I think the fighters have a very, very valid argument here, but that's going to be the back and forth, and we're going to see more and more of that conversation happening. Uh, but right now, the UFC, I don't think, wants to put on massive fights because they don't get that gate out of it. They just want to fulfill their contract. They want to keep doing fights for ESPN. They want to put on pay-per-views that have a title fight so they can get their guaranteed money. That's what the UFC is trying to do right now. All right. Amanda Nunes, as I said earlier, defended her featherweight belt. Big night for her. I mean, as of this point, she's pretty much like evaporated of the women's 145 division, I'll say. And then where the bantamweight division is concerned, it's like who could be there for her? Dana White talked about Amanda Nunes and the possibilities that could happen for her next. Uh, what do you think is next for her on the table? I don't know. I think that's a big mystery. You see her come, come out tonight and just destroy the top contender at 145 and Felicia Spencer. That wasn't even close. Megan Anderson? I 
I think a lot of people have said that's a potential contender, that's a potential challenger, but Megan Anderson lost to Felicia Spencer, who just got steamrolled in this fight. So I don't think there's really anybody at 145 right now. At 35, you really don't have many contenders that she hasn't beat yet. She has dispatched of everyone in two different divisions. That's a very difficult spot for the UFC. Who do you want to see fight? There's some talk of Shevchenko. She moves up, maybe takes her on. But I think she goes down and fights Wiley Zhang. That would be maybe the super fight to make. I don't know what they do with Amanda Nunez. They're in a tough spot. But Amanda Nunez is very marketable right now. A lot of people are interested in her. That's a good thing for the UFC. Hey, while the women's bantamweight division may have a lot of question marks, well, I think the men's bantamweight division has a lot more now that we've seen a ton of emerging contenders tonight, Adam, with Aljamain Sterling making his case for that number one title contender spot. Yeah, Cody Garbrandt and Sean O'Malley with walk-off knockouts. I mean, incredible night for the bantamweights. First of all, let's start with Aljamain. Do you think that he is definitely cemented that spot as the next title contender? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. So here's the thing, Aljamain Sterling, absolutely the number one contender. There is a title fight booked. Uh, Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, they're going to fight for the title. I'm sure what they'll try to do is have Aljamain Sterling, who got through tonight unscathed and standby. He could be the backup for that fight. That's a good situation for the bantamweight division right now. But for Sterling, he's going to have to sit back and wait. Uh, if that fight takes place, then he gets the winner sometime down the road. That's big for him. But now you've got a really interesting division because Henry Cejudo vacated the title. You got Yan and, and Aldo fighting for the belt now. Uh, you've got Aljamain Sterling stepping up. You've got Cody Garbrandt making a real statement tonight. I think Cody Garbrandt looked like the old Cody, Cody Garbrandt. Now, he's, he lost three in a row before this, so you can't really put him in a title fight. But one more fight, and now he's back in that picture. If he looks like he did tonight, which is what he looked like as a champion, now all of a sudden you've got some real things happening. And by the way, I don't think Henry Cejudo is really retired. So you've got all these contenders now, all this movement in the division. I think that's what Henry Cejudo wanted to see. He's seen it now. There's going to be some really lucrative fights for him to potentially come back for. Okay, and what about Sean O'Malley? I mean, the Sugar Show was on full effect here. Uh, I mean, when you start looking at him as well, he was another fighter that started talking about his contract and things that he has to negotiate with Dana White. So do you think that we see Sean O'Malley come right back into the picture here after this fight? That's the good and the bad of having those like breakout type stars, right? I mean, this week, Sean O'Malley's kicking off a pay-per-view. He's not in a main event, not in a co-main event, but everybody's talking about him. Everybody's writing about him on social media. He's talking about how many likes and how many retweets he's getting. He knows his value is really high right now. So he's a guy that's gonna look to, to try to make some more money off of this, but he is not a guy that's really fought high-level competition. Tonight he fought Eddie Wineland. He's a tough veteran. He's a guy who's really capable. Could have given him some trouble, but Sean O'Malley did what he's supposed to do. He destroyed him. He's got two straight spectacular knockout finishes. Tonight was unbelievable. He's really, really marketing himself. I know a lot of people, even Max Crosby from the Raiders, was really excited uh, about Sean O'Malley fighting tonight. There's a lot of people really interested in him. He's not in that title picture yet. He's still a ways away. But, man, he is really opening some eyeballs. And it makes sense. He should want to get more money. He's a guy that you know people want to see fight if you have a star. Um, you want to get him out there. People want to see him. You've got to, you know, you know, you got to make fights for him. You've got to put him out there. But he's going to want to be compensated for that. So another guy that's going to want to ask for more money before his next fight, and he probably should. All right, guys. On that note, we'll go ahead, step away, and hear a word from our sponsor. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? 
No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. It's Heidi Fang and Adam Hill, and we're at the UFC 250 post-fight press conference where things have just wrapped up with Dana White, and we're waiting here for Amanda Nunes to come speak with us. I wanted to take a minute really quick just to bring some attention to your article, Adam. You're writing about Alex Caceres and a lot of the protests and things that have happened. A lot of the fighters this week have done things um, during the weigh-in. Alex Caceres put up his fist on the scale. We've seen Devin Clark tonight. He took a knee. He put up his fist as well. Uh, kind of their support of the protest. Adam, uh, what was your biggest takeaway from what Caceres with him? Yeah, I thought it was powerful. And, and, you know, he chose a walkout song that was very, very fitting for his message tonight. Uh, this is America, which is uh, about a lot of gun violence, about mass shootings, about uh, systemic racism. It's a Childish Gambino uh, jam uh, for a lot of people that have, uh, are aware of that. Uh, you put me onto it. Yes, a really, a really powerful uh, song with, with some uh, very, very powerful lyrics. So he walked out to that. And I, I asked him about that. I was like, hey, man, what did that song mean to you? Why did you play it? And, and he talked a lot about, hey, listen, I've, you know, I'm seeing these things that are going on, but I've also experienced them. And I think, you know, we keep asking for people to change and it's people that don't want to change. He's like, why are we continuing to ask the same people to change if they don't want to? We've got to work with everybody that wants to work with us, everybody that wants to see changes and, and move forward from there. And, you know, and really what he said is hey, look in the mirror in our own community and say, hey, we got to take care of this ourselves. So he had a, a lot of really interesting thoughts. And I thought uh, playing that song was a really, really interesting way to walk out to the cage when a lot of guys were trying to show uh, their support of the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that are going on. Um, that song absolutely said to me, like, that's, that's the tone he was setting tonight. Right now, I want to hear from Alderman Sterling, who spoke about that as he took the podium after his win tonight. Will you join the protesters uh, out there now that you're, you're done with your fight? Yeah, if I, when I get back home, if there's still going on, definitely 100%. My sisters were taking part of everything back home. Uh, I'm a family of 20 siblings, you know, so they're back home fighting a good fight and just, you know, trying to sp spread love and just, you know, we're trying to preach anti-racism, anti-hate. You know, everyone should be loved and treated the same. You know, people always say, you know, we say black lives matter and then people say all lives matter. Yeah, they do matter. No one ever said they don't. I think the issue that people have trouble comprehending is if you're in a neighborhood and one house is burning, do all the houses matter at the time? No, they don't. Just the one house that's burning, that's on fire. You gotta put out the fire and make sure it doesn't burn down to the ground. And the black community, the, the black and brown community is, is that fire that needs to be taken care of. You know? So I think people need to understand and step back and realize it's not always about you, it's, it's about the whole, the whole picture, making sure everybody is, is getting their fair due, fair, fair shake, and um, everyone's well accounted for and treated fairly, man. Treat, I think it's about respect, treat people the way you want to be treated the way you want your mom to be treated, the way you want your dad to be treated, your brother, your sister. You treat people like expect people to react the same way, you know? So I just think uh, there's a better way to do things. We need a lot of reforms in the, in the police academies. You got all these great MMA fighters that could go around, teach people, and we need some more cultural diversity, some more cultural education among our uh, police force. At the end of the day, these guys are paid to protect and serve, not to cause fear and hurt people, you know? So I'm not saying all cops are bad. I got cop friends. There's a lot of good cops out there. I got cop friends that I hang out with on a daily basis. 
You know, so at the end of the day, that's my message. I just hope that we can all figure it out. We can really sit down and have a good conversation and try to figure out how we can make this world a better place for everybody. You know, that's what I'm about, man. I like preaching love and doing the right thing. That's, that's just how I was raised. I, n I never looked at myself better than anybody else. I never looked at my skin or the next person's skin and, and thought that they were more superior or I was inferior to them. You know? So I think it starts with us, how we raise our kids in our, in our future, and really preaching that word and making sure our kids are being raised the right way because they are the future of that revolving door. We've got we to break that cycle and change something in this country if we want true change, not just something behind the doors or in front of the cameras. And then outside of that, you, you, you still have your, your ways that are not so great of thinking about other people. You know, we're all equal. I put my pants on the same way you do. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us here tonight from the UFC Apex. There will be more fights here coming up starting next week. We'll see another event here at the UFC Apex. Another uh, ladies fight here that we'll see. Adam, uh, what do you make of that coming main event? Man, that's going to be a dynamic one. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, they like to see title fights and things like that at the top. But uh, Jessica, I, Cynthia Cavia, two of the uh, action fighters that uh, you have in the UFC, they are really going to go at it. I think that's going to be fun. I think, um, you know, I wish it was a more, you know, normal kind of fight weeks. I think they'd have some good buildup, some good trash talk between them. But uh, I'm really excited to see that fight. And Cavia in a new weight class. So we'll have to see how she handles herself at 125. But that'll all go down here next week at the UFC Apex. As we wrap up tonight, we're going to hear from after her victory over Felicia Spencer. Again, the dominating champ took a decision victory home in a dominating performance, and we will hear from her right now on what it meant for her to get that. Tonight is a beautiful night. I enjoy, you know, what I did. I cannot name nobody here because they all know here, you know? This is my night, my moment, you know? I feel like I should really, like, enjoy. That's it and be happy forever. <laughs> I make history tonight. Guys, like, nobody ever did that before. Like, that is amazing. Like, incredible. Like, I have to watch the fight again and just enjoy because I knew, you know, something in my life, something big is gonna happen, but I, like, sometimes it's like, surprise, you know, like, how big it is. More big than we, like, thought, but I, I was ready for, you know, every single thing come out, I was ready. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We're brought to you by betonline.ag. If you want to check out everything that Adam does, check it out on Twitter at AdamHillLVRJ and in print on Review Journal or on ReviewJournal.com. And check me out on Twitter at Heidi Fang. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We'll be back next week and hopefully with our producer, Larry Mir, who can join us for our next episode. Take care, everybody, and we'll be back with some more Fight Talk next week.